You're listening to the most fraudulent F1 podcast with Dan, a.k.a. Engine Mode 11. I secretly moonlight as Helmut Marco at race weekends. And Blake, a.k.a. Break. Echo chambers of farts and idiots on Twitter after races. It's the Engine Breaking F1 podcast. Oh my God, we're here. Uh, we're here. You feeling it? Sure, why not? Welcome to the Engine Breaking Podcast. My name is Blake. I am joined by Dan, aka Engine Mode 11, two former Formula One engineers talking trash about Formula One every week for you. Uh, we record it live right now on Twitch, and you will probably be listening to this on Spotify, MySpace. Uh, do we start the only only Formula Ones yet, or have we thought about that? No, I'm, I'm in the middle of priming and launching my only dad's. Okay, nice. It's, it's just going to be images of me cutting the grass, shirtless, things like that. <laughs> where, where? What about the, the you in the paddling pool with doing the, the big yes. flex? Yeah, yeah, showing the guns. That, where about the fraudy. Stocks, you know. We we need to get that thing uh, 3D printed and uh, offer it up as a reward, the fraudy. Um, the fraudy. So welcome to the uh, episode number 26. We've officially Crazy. made it this far. Um it's it's been a freaking wild ride. What are we gonna do today? So we've done our Miami preview last week. We're gonna go into the news. There's a little bit going on, some stuff happening in the sport that we weren't really expecting. Uh, we're gonna do a little MLA preview, and then because we are so biased, we're gonna give you our random fandom. We're, we're each assigned a team, which is not Red Bull. It can't be Red Bull. And um, we give them a, a little report card on them at the end of the weekend in our debrief episode. So if you're new, just tuning in, welcome. Um, we try to pretend that we're completely clueless and we make that very clear, but we also know a little bit of wheel, but realistically, yeah. like if you're listening to a formula, if you're listening to a formula one podcast, I don't know. I mean, you're connoisseur. I don't Pick know. Up. Trading standards might be able to get involved with us. I'm not really sure. I'm not sure if we're at that level yet, but <laughs> we're not even on the radar, bro. But anyway, no, Oh. No, but, no, um, no Traeger grills, no F1 invites, come no on. investigations. We are just a mere humble, small podcast. Yeah. Um, but but thanks, I, I, thanks everyone for listening. Like, you know, thank you. Yeah, pick yourself up. You know what? I would, I would, I want to manifest this at the end of this season or probably next European season. I would love to go to a racetrack and go out there and do a podcast trackside at the event, record one after qualifying, uh, get some of our friends involved. Uh, I think that could be awesome. Maybe a little road trip with the Ford Transit Texas Custom Edition. Who knows, man? Who knows? Yeah, all, the, all the Fiat Panda, one or the other. Yeah. Ooh, recording yeah. live from the Fiat Panda uh, yeah. Marinello Apology Edition. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody's just, if anybody's new to the podcast, why don't, why don't you explain again, Everybody that's been here for an age, we love you guys. But tell everybody that's new about the Fiat Panda and why that's significant right now. Uh, so I, I well, it's, it's, let's be honest. Soon you'll understand that this is not significant because the conditions are very unlikely to be met. But proceed. Yeah, sadly. But this was what preseason before we really knew how it was going to work out. But uh, yeah. I said, I, I've got a history of making some pretty outlandish bets on Twitter and. Uh, last year I said, if Mercedes win a race, I'll shave my beard off. And mm. considering I hadn't shaved in like two years, it was a bit of a big deal. Anyway, of course, George Russell fucked all that up for me in Brazil. So thanks, George. <laughs> Blimey. You, you bellend. Uh, but we did manage to raise some money out of charity out of that. So big up. Um, and then this this year I thought, let's, let's up the ante a little bit. And I said, look, what? if Ferrari will win either championship... Right, I'm going to buy a classic Fiat Panda and I'm going to drive it all the way from like London to Maranello and hand deliver an apology letter for all the times I slandered Ferrari on the podcast. We're going to have to get somebody to actually go back through and do a count. Article 753 calling Ferrari a shitbox. Article 754 uh, calling signs a shitbox. Yeah. Yeah. and so on and so forth so that's it we're um but unfortunately it seems that you know unless some madness occurs this season uh i don't think you know that's gonna happen so no nope. yeah i, I, I don't do see it, it anyway happening because we're that sort of 
you know. I I mean, even James May of yes. Top Gear fandom yeah. got into you. He said, did you buy the car yet? So yeah. we're going to, something's got to happen. I, I feel like, I don't know, you should full send, quit your job. We'll go do content, go on the road, do some podcasts, uh, maybe get into some burnout competitions in the car park and uh, outside of Marinello. I mean, the only you know? thing I think will burn out on that is the clutch, but yeah, sure. Yeah, send it, mate. <laughs> why don't um why don't we get into the episode? We've got some news. What's happening in the world of Formula One, according to the Engine Breaking Podcast? Um, and why is it significant? Yeah, because we are everyone's major source of fucking. We F1 are the news, authority because we? we've definitely not read somebody else that's reported this. But we're, as with anything, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of news out there in Formula One. But yeah. here you get two completely fraudulent takes on some stuff. Then uh. You listen for the vibes here. Well, it's not for the facts or the printer. Talking of slandering Ferrari, another thing that I quite often like to slander on this podcast are Pirelli tires. And that is why our first item is Pirelli, because they are bringing some new tires for Silverstone, apparently. It's going to be a new, tougher tire construction from the British Grand Prix to help cope with a rapid escalation in car performance. Definitely didn't read that straight off the press release. <laughs> Thanks, Mario. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the new specification contains materials that we have already developed for 2024, which will make the tyres more resistant without affecting any of the other technical parameters or their behaviour on track. Right, listen, let me tell you now, that's bullshit for a start. Yeah, we'll if you could see that. my face, if you could see my face, you know, the doubt meme, and press X for doubt. Yeah, yeah, we're going to get into that in a minute, but more pressing, right? <clears throat> they say okay. this move is not being made because of safety concerns, but more as a bid to guarantee no problems further down the line. The compounds of the new tyres will be identical to what is currently being used. Uh, and then, but what they failed to mention is that the reason this is going through is because the FIA pushed it through for safety reasons, <laughs> which they can do as part of technical regulations, Article 10.8.3. Definitely had to write that down. Yep. But yeah, no, you don't know I that one. Thought that was hilarious. Like, this isn't for safety grounds, but we got the FIA to push it through on safety grounds. And uh, yeah, so GG's for that one. And uh, all the teams are going to get to test it in FP1 and FP2 at the Spanish Grand Prix. I think they're getting two sets of tyres to test out with. Yeah. And they'll so, run them in pre-practice yeah. one and pre-practice two. I mean, even my cat hearing you say that, Barry's like, Yo, yo, dog, that's a load of shit. Right, Barry? Yeah, he's passed yep. out now. He got bored of hearing the Pirelli slander. He's like classic, mm. boring, typical. Um, so what, what that sounds like is they took at face value that they expected the teams to get slower as a result of the floor edge height changes. And the, they were like, oh, it's going to lose half a second. But if you looked at the development rate of teams through the season, you're like, Nah, nah. Yeah. And then you've had teams like Aston make astronomical jumps. Um, their high-speed cornering performance is probably on par with the Red Bull and Ferrari. They're a little bit slow in the straight line, but it's very likely what they're looking at is stress concentrations, either somewhere in the belts or in the shoulder of the tire where it joins um, that. But the fact that, I mean, they could probably get quite close to not changing many of the other characteristics, but if you change construction you will change the characteristics. The fact that they're not changing the compounds uh, bodes well, but if you change the construction, you can still impact how the compounds heat up and everything else. So Yeah, like you say, there's no way that you can reinforce the sidewalls or shoulders of these tires and have it not affect the dynamics of the tire in some way. Mm. So either way, they you know they can say, oh, well, the compounds aren't changing. It's not going to make that much of a difference to the teams. Well, that's that's horseshit and that's two former f1 engineers telling you that that's horseshit it's going to change a lot of things they're going to have to remake all their tire models the teams that is but the, to be fair though i will say if it's not a massive change it could be tweaks it could be anywhere between tweaks or a shuffle and at the end of the day fuck it send it right like it's one of those <laughs> things like remember you know like back in the day when they're like right let's get there was a the whole thing about front rear interconnected suspensions or the pro pitch system, which basically linked the front and rear axles and heave. Mm. People were like, there were a lot of teams when they're lobbying. They're like, yeah, Mercedes front rear interconnected or Frick is better than everybody else. If we get it banned, they'll go slower. 
It never happened. It never happened. Everybody lost roughly the same amount of performance, and you couldn't tell that one team gained or lost out more. And if you change the, the entire tire specification because Ferrari kind of didn't put enough margin, you know, their safety factor for in-season development, yeah. because when's the last time a Formula One car got faster over the course of a season? Every fucking year? Except for Mercedes last year. Um, I reckon the W13 got quicker as the year went on. Well, they were kind of like half a percent off the whole season, so. Uh, well, yeah, you, they, 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 they did get so Take your word for it. They, they did get closer to a couple of events, and they had some really shit ones in there. But yeah, like a lot of a lot of teams found a fair chunk of performance, and to be like, ah, oh, they said they're going to change the floor. They will never figure out these aerodynamics. Ha ha ha! They um, did test test day one done. Thanks. What <laughs> yeah, else you got exactly. for us? Yeah, exactly. Go on, Mario. But um, you know what? It's a sole tire supplier. If it prevents catastrophic um, failures, fine. Send yeah, it, whatever. And, and if it what? shakes up the order, send it. Listen, I want it to. I want it to happen. I, I want start, chaos. I started this section with Pirelli slander, right? But hear me out. I'm actually going to back him up now. All right, go on, go on, big man. It cannot be easy to fucking pander to FOM and their. Oh, you have to make a tire, but it can only last this amount. It has to be like really. Know, performance characteristics have to be free roof, all but it can only last a certain amount of laps. And like, as a tire manufacturer, you're like, okay, so I've got to make a really good tire, but it needs to purposely be shit after a certain amount of time, sort of thing. You know, it's just like, I, d I don't envy them for the task they're having to do. No. And you couldn't really do that with a tire war. Imagine you had a tire war, right? And they're like, right, everybody, we need to have, uh, you know, a two stop race because the hardest compound that you bring is too shit. And they're like, nah, mate, we're one stop in this shit. You guys on a two stop are going to get absolutely clapped. But yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. So I don't envy them, but hey, I'm going to fucking slander you anyway. Send it. Well, maybe maybe we could do some hand delivered letters to uh, Pirelli uh, as well. Uh, yeah, nah, fuck that. Pirelli based. I, they've got a UK factory somewhere. I drove past it once. Hmm. Probably for the road tires, hmm. but still, that'll do. That'll do. What about what do we got next on the news agenda? I heard something about a uh, a team principal and his old driver. What can you tell me about that? Yeah, Toto Wolf and Valtteri Bottas are linking up again. But uh, but don't panic, everyone. George Russell isn't getting kicked out of Mercedes. Are they starting a bowling team? <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe with Bottas's track record. <laughs> yeah, Budapest. Blimey. Yeah, oh, Budapest PTSD kicked in there. Oof. No, yeah. so Toto Wolf used to be uh, Bottas's manager, and he was quite key in his rise through the motorsport ranks and got him the drive at uh, Williams. But once he joined Mercedes, Wolf stepped away because it was like a conflict of interest, which makes sense. And but now that he's driving for another team, <laughs> it's not a conflict of interest. It's Valtteri, it's Toto. Red button. Yeah, I'm back, baby. <laughs> Red button, minus five laps. Thank you. Mm. Valtteri, I'm back, baby. So yeah, um, Toto Wolf and Valtteri Bottas are hooking up again. And uh, he recently confirmed that on F1's Beyond the Grid podcast. I'm sure it's not as fucking good as our podcast, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> and uh, his intentions are to remain at Alpha for when the team rebrands to Audi in 2026. So yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Sign with me if you want to live. <laughs> Sign with me if you want to drive, Valtteri. <laughs> oh my God, miss you big man in the Twitch chat coming in clutch with that one. And that's the one of the best parts about being live on these recordings is you get to catch all this stuff first and you don't hear it tomorrow. You can be there live. You can be like, I was there. So if you haven't tuned into the Twitch stream on uh, break with three R's on Twitch and uh, yeah, but so yeah, do it. That's, that's nutty, man. What do you think? Are you are you happy with the Toto thing? What managing Valtteri or my yeah, impersonations right. of him? No. Yeah, I'm not I'm not happy with my impersonations of him. No, <laughs> I think that's shocking, and uh, we are losing subscribers as we speak. No, um, I, but, I, I don't care if he manages, but ask why not? Fuck it, I don't care. No, exactly, exactly. Um, we've got some uh, turmoil happening in the uh, our favorite French team, don't turmoil. we? 
That's putting it lightly. Christ, it's they've the, got, it's the they've wheeled the fucking French Revolution going on over here. Have Alpine. they wheeled the guillotine out to the street now? They are painting the walls red, mate, and they are wheeling them guillotines out. Christ. Whoa. Whoa. So if you missed this, uh, go check it out because it's, it's a fucking blinder. So the Alpine, uh, sorry, <clears throat> I messed that up. Alpine, <laughs> Alpine CEO Laurent Rossi uh, did an interview recently. And uh, well, I'm just going to read you this quote, right? <clears throat> I'm not going to do any accents, so don't worry. We had a team. Why not? Because <laughs> I can't do a French accent. <laughs> the only one I can do is Toto. That's it. I can't do any other accent. Just yeah. barely. Come on. Did you trust all? Blimey. Yeah, but. Um, Mr. England. <laughs> Oh, now each each fucking year, each episode. Sorry, I say we're gonna be more professional, more. And it never fucking works. Twenty six episodes in, and we are just as shit as we were an episode Mate. one. It's not like, but like, it, come on. If we if we went full corporate on this stuff, I would expect each and every one of you to call us to leave. Sellouts. Yeah, to never never listen to our podcast again. Go on a, a rampage on Twitter. Tell all of your friends. Tell all of your Charlotte Claire Stan accounts to absolutely blackmail us, review bomb us, stick yep. us in the mud. But um, you guys are tell here for the name, bullshit. Tell your butcher. Yeah, you guys are here for the bullshit. Sorry. Anyway, four minutes later, I'll now give you this uh, Laurent Rossi statement. So <clears throat> uh, we had a team that performed reasonably well last year. Got the fourth position, which is the best improvement we had in a long time. It showed a lot of promise. It's more or less the same people, so I don't accept that we are not capable of maintaining that. Yes, it is Otmar and the rest of his team, as Otmar alone doesn't do everything, but the buck stops with Otmar. Right. Taking bets. Taking bets on how long (laughs) Otmar's got left. But, like, I think Otmar was fucking good. I mean, he kept Force India alive through all of the shit all of the shit not you know like when they didn't have cash when when vj was having trouble when sahara was having trouble uh Otmar being the way that he is kept that thing going and kept it on track he doesn't he doesn't fuck around and to, to place blame on him let's put this in context right they are yeah. currently tied with mclaren with 14 points Next up the road is Ferrari with 78. The only reason they're not tied for fourth right now is because Aston arose from the dead. They had CPR on a corpse of a race car and reincarnated it as something else. But who left? And they're getting who left Aston Martin and then joined Alpine. Why am I drawing a blank? Otmar. Otmar was at nah, Aston, really. Come on. Yeah, okay. I, I, th- I was thinking other than him, who? But, like, like, let's put it this way. Alpine should have done even better last year if they didn't have the Renault engine. Which, if they had, if you, is now bulletproof. Yeah, which is, which is well, they, yeah. They, I don't think they've had any DNFs from an engine issue. If, if not, they're not particularly noteworthy. I've completely forgotten them for some other reason. But, uh. I don't know. Like but they're having a lot of uh, operational issues. So, like um, Esteban Ocon did his. I'm going to get all my years worth of penalties in one race. In was it yeah. Australia? He did that. Um, and then no, no, mm, no Australia is where they both decided it, to collide. Was it Jeddah? Maybe yeah. And then they both decided to crash into each other in Australia. <sighs> yeah, oh, it's, no, it's just actually no. It's not the most bulletproof engine. You're right. Sorry, chat. I forgot they had the Baku, the Baku barbecue. barbecue. <laughs> well done, Baku. Yeah. How would you like your Renault? Uh, well done, smoked. Baku. Well, well yeah. smoked. Yeah, and then filled with uh, fire extinguisher jizz. But um, but like let's let's be honest, man. Like putting Otmar on the chopping block is a move from Rossi to be like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Let me just point the finger at the next person down the line. Sure. You know what? Listen. T- tell me. Give me, a, give me a take. I'm starting my campaign today. Ladies Ooh. and gentlemen, bring back, bring back Cyril Aviable. Cyril, a bit of a tool. Yep. Bring him back. If, you know what? I was surprised by how, how well he came across and drive to survive and then i'm not going to say what i think out loud 
No, we we yeah okay. I'm, I'm just not. I'm I'm just not. I I, I just don't feel like that dude. We've seen principal. We're twenty six fucking episodes in. Let's not get cancelled. Yeah, uh, but like he did bit, not. Cyril's a bit busy at the minute. He's currently the team principal of Hyundai Motorsport. There you go. I'll just check that out. So perhaps maybe he's right. not available. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I don't. I I feel like he was really good at banter with Christian Horner, but that doesn't mean you're a good team principal. Yeah. But that stuff was fucking fun. <laughs> yeah, it's like seeing <sighs> seeing your two mates get back together again. It's like this yeah. isn't gonna work, but I do miss them days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, oh Jesus! Right, Formula One calendar in 2024. We've had a lot of criticism of this calendar, and it sounds it sounds like they might be making some uh, some changes. Question? Uh, question? Yeah. Well, well, we think we've seen. Um, Stefano say that when they need to logically move shit around, right, to make it make more sense. Otherwise, so all this other stuff is just greenwashing, isn't it? <laughs> Basically, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so they don't fly around opposite ends of the fucking world like in three weeks. But uh, so they're starting to regionalize the calendar. I believe is the official PR speak for it, and uh, there's, a, there's a possibility we might get a change of order for the first quarter of the season next order. year. Order. Yes, that's a beautiful impersonation, Stefano. Well done. Um, he sounds a lot like my court judge. <laughs> Order. Dan, you will pay the parking fine. Dan, stop fucking mowing your lawn in just your trackers, boxer shorts. <laughs> no one's paying to see that on Twitter. Uh, yet. 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 Um, so, yeah, regionalizing the calendar. Um, but the reason why they can't do too much is because a lot of the existing contracts have locked in certain dates and things like that, which I get that makes sense. Um, but you know, they also, yeah, so, said, also said that uh, South Africa is not ruled out yet for 2024. There's still a possibility. Army. Hmm. But if we get that, Spa goes. That seems to be the consensus that for some reason you can have one but not both. That is bullshit. I call bullshit on that. Well, there you have it, Stefano. Blake wants to have it out if you're in the new F1 creator space boxing match. I'll just knock him out with the elbow. I'm like, what? I missed. Well done. <sighs> I don't know. What? How? How tall are you? Five ten. You know, five ten. Are you really five ten? I, I got a measuring tape. Yep. I can now chat. If he's 5'10, I'm fucking 7 foot. I'll tell you that now. <laughs> he's a fucking five goddamn ten, giant. Fucking 5'10 in heels, more like. But um, how, how tall is Stefano? I, 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 I'm just you know, writing I, it up so I know which side it, to put my money on. He's got old old dude energy, though, doesn't he? Old he's been around. Dude energy. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay. I don't, um, I don't know. I don't know. I'll, so rate, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give it to you. I'll rate you over Stefano. I'm scrappy, man. I need to get. I need to get on the cardio a little bit, but um, mm. I, 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 I fight. I can fight. I don't have. I don't have any self preservation. That's why I should never ride a mountain bike ever again. Yeah, <laughs> it seems to be a, a recurring theme for Red Bull employed uh, people, doesn't it? Really, stay away yeah. from mountain bikes, otherwise you're severely yeah. going to fuck yourself up. Yeah, the number of collarbones and backs that have been broken before or after work in the yeah. mountain bikes. I was like, whoa, but um. Here's the interesting thing, like regionalizing. Imagine you, you did this properly, like in terms of making it make sense. You would go for a North American tour or even would you go Canada, Miami, Austin, Vegas, Mexico, Brazil? Would you do that? Because then you would be effectively, you'd be gone for mm. two months or more. Yeah, I think... Was there not a thing where Miami and Vegas basically? I might have been making this up, so forgive They're me. They're going to cannibalize themselves if they if they're both back to back. Yeah, I thought they basically said no, we can't be back to back because it's going to basically completely fuck our bottom lines up. Well, it sounds like the Miami Grand Prix bottom line wasn't doing too great, at least from ticket sales, because they were trying to flog them last minute, which we've discussed mm, man, every episode well, for the what? past month. Guess what landed in my inbox the other day? Imola tickets. 150 euros off. Seems, I, to be, I, uh, seems to be a thing, a recurring theme at the moment. 
You know what? I reckon going to Imola would be a, a huge W. Imola or Budapest or Spa or Austria. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go to one. Um, if you're listening, Formula One teams, we are, we can be professional. Call us. Uh, Blake can be professional. I'm not going to fucking, I'm not going to hide. Oh, you know, we don't, you don't need to. We don't need to. You can be yourself here, Dan. I'm just going to sit around space. and fucking moan like an old man and be like, oh, this is, this is crap. This is shit. And I'm not going to hawk any of your products, right? I'm not going to sell out. Yeah, you will. I if the money's right. Everyone's got a price. Should we do our mid-roll? No, we'll do it after our news. <laughs> Speaking of selling out. <laughs> Uh, no, but anyway, VPN. no, yeah, we'll do that uh, in a bit. But um, yeah, so what's up? What's going up with you, man? Because like we've both kind of caught the iRacing bug, and you have entered the engine braking team and the braking engine. What's the third car called? Because you guys now have three cars in for the Le Mans 24, which you did the prologue this weekend on Engine Mode 11 on Twitch. Yeah. Um, tell so, me, tell us about it. What happened? If anyone listening is a psychiatrist or something, I'm sure there's a word for this, but whenever I do something, I basically fucking go all in on it and there's no fucking, I don't let up on it. So basically I started iRacing three weeks ago um, and have already, in like you say, entered a team into a fucking 24-hour endurance event. Um, we did the prologue, which was like 2.4 hours, which translates to two and a half hours near enough. And... Um, <clears throat> Somehow we shit housed P1 with right with one of the teams. I say teams, but it was actually one guy running the whole fucking thing solo. So you know who you are, big yourself up. And uh, we, on, I did it with Demetrius, who is the car and driver editor for the Greek section of their website. Hell yeah, <laughs> the dude! Random fucking collab. Uh, we did P5. We got P5. Nice and clean, you know, we got there in the end. Yeah, Norshi, there you are. He's our solo fucking mentalist. Let's go. And um, uh, we, our third car, sadly, um, we had a bit of an incident with it and it got some crash damage, so I think it was like P10 or something. But How many how many entries did you have in your class? How did it work out? 20-odd, uh, I think. Oh, fuck. So you guys were well in the mix. Yeah, I think we got P5 purely because we were okay in terms of pace and we we somehow managed to keep it on track the entire time so yeah no black flags no track limits no, stuff no. yeah what's the what's the number of penalties that you can get before a dq before you get disqualified in a, uh, in a 24 in hour regular ah uh, see in the 24 hour they don't do it like that you get 30 then you have to do a drive through so okay i'm not sure what it is for a dq right okay um, so, so 30 yes. 30 30 penalty points 30, then a, a, yeah 30 x's okay. and then that's it you that's easy. a uh, drive through but yes so um we entered i put a call out on twitter saying hey look i've been invited to do a 24 hours anyone want to join me um and i got so much interest i've ended up having to do three teams so i've got team engine braking and then when i needed to make the second team i thought oh here's a really good one i'm going to piss off all the commentators so we did a uh, team braking engine and literally just inverted the colors on the livery right now <laughs> now that's that's good classic classic you what'd you do with the third car uh, i lost all my fucking i lost all all my creativity and i just put team engine braking too <laughs> god you suck uh yeah so that's, well done, well done for me. Um, but that's happening on the twenty seventh of May, and I'll be streaming it on ooh. Twitch. So Twitch TV slash Engine Mode Eleven. That's Monaco Saturday, isn't it? You'll be live all day. Yeah, no one wants to watch fucking Monaco, do they? So you can uh, qualifying, will be all right. But like, it's just an hour and a bit. We'll be good. Yeah, and then. Um, in the week leading up to that, I'm going to be streaming. Uh, the aim is to stream every day in uh, aid of Samaritans, which is a UK-based um, suicide prevention hotline. Uh, they were the people who I raised the free grand for last year for shaving the beard. Uh, my wife has made me promise not to shave the beard this year, so I've set a modest target of £1,000 for that. And if you want to help out, I shall put the link in the show notes. Yep. 
so if you're reading this in the description um twitch chat will uh, we'll put it in the discord later on the engine breaking discord so you can find out more about that how to uh contribute if you've got some spare pennies knocking around uh it will go to a very good cause again that's awesome man i appreciate that that's super huge now we'll, we'll get something going don't yeah. worry man yeah but uh you guys you guys are awesome thanks for that yeah. but basically before- me and you are set out to i racing now yeah exactly and I, so i i didn't because I, I stream Saturdays and Sundays during races and I didn't want to commit to doing a 24 hour. And I wasn't like at the point it came up, I wasn't sure how much I'd love iRacing. And I'm, I'm so freaking hooked on it. Like it injected into me. It's, it's, it's good. But speaking of uh, selling out, because I don't feel like this is really selling out because this is a product that we both use, but uh, we got a quick word from our guys at NordVPN. Hello, it's me again, just to tell you that we are continuing our deal with NordVPN, give you an exclusive offer. You can get it by going to nordvpn.com engine to get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan and four additional months for free. It's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. They have a super simple app that you can use on your phone, your tablet, your PC, and it's something that I've used myself for years and I've been completely happy with it the entire time. And it's just in time to get around that potential geographical restrictions for F1 TV. Obviously, I can't say you should do that because that's probably illegal, but you know. So yeah, go to nordvpn.com engine so me and Blake can feed our families. Thank you. To be fair, I don't need to feed my families, but Sterling and Barry need that good kibble. Yeah, but, um, no, I've got a family and they need feeding. I yeah, mean, but like seriously, kids, they're like... Fucking kids. It's unbelievable how much they eat. And then the wankers <laughs> leave half of it at the end of it. Yeah, and then you're like, All right, I'm going to mop that up. Yeah. But uh, seriously, though, like on, on, on a legit, this isn't part of the integration, but uh, I use NordVPN for everything. Like, and that's great. And also, I realized that you can watch IMSA races outside of the US. Yeah, I didn't know for, this. For everywhere, yeah. I and if, and if you if you're on Twitter, yeah, I didn't realize that. Like, and that's how much in the Formula One hall I'm. I didn't realize you could watch all the American sports car greatness outside of the U.S. Uh, free to view. But if you're in the U.S., God forbid you go use engine braking and um, you know nordvpn.com front slash engine. Cha-ching. Yeah, exactly. No, like you say, but, uh, I used it long, long before they paid us to say it. So, yeah, and exactly. I would not hawk something to you that I don't use myself. Yeah, and that that was kind of my thing. Um, We've had other offers, haven't we? And we basically yeah. got the fuck off because we think the product <laughs> is shite. We, we, yeah, we had a couple people reach out and they're like, yeah, we'll give you nothing and we'll see if uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm like, listen, we're good. We're good. Yeah, we're really good. <laughs> but anyway let's get on to the imola preview and i got i did a little bit of a uh, research because I, I gotta be honest with you the old old imola uh which in modern times was held up until 2006 and it disappeared from the calendar i didn't really start watching formula one until 2007 um i was a, a late adopter of formula one in the u.s because especially back in the early 2000 formula one was pretty niche back in the day mm. but the circuit dates back to 1953 with several different configurations and changes. And it was the host of the San Marino Grand Prix between 81 and 2006. But after the tragic events of the 94 uh, San Marino Grand Prix, we had... Um, oh, of course. Rat- yeah, I didn't, yeah. Even, didn't even think. Yeah. So Tamburello was a flat out left hand corner, super high speed, really bumpy. And the runoff was basically a concrete wall. And there was several other incidents in years prior to that. And people like, this is this is a sketchy place. Um, and then that weekend, we lost uh, Ratzenberger and Sinner in the yeah. same spot, I believe. Um, but really tragic. Um, but yeah. yeah Autodromo, Enzo, and Dino Ferrari. I've never watched a race on the old. I think I've only ever seen a race there similar to you since it, you know, it came back in 2020. So. Yeah, so... The track is super cool, though. Going through watching the replays, it's got everything. It's got low-speed chicanes, high-speed chicanes, low-speed corners, medium-speed corners, high-speed corners, long straights, high-top speeds, and it's got gravel runoff. 
it's punishing a rarity it's, yeah and it's 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 a punishing track with some elevation change so i've got some trivia for you dan oh, um shit. lewis hamilton holds the race lap record from 2020 but there's a red bull employee who also holds a track record at imola uh, a red bull employee uh past or present or my present or present and what size you knew he done at imola no it, helmet marco 1972 has the track record for group seven group seven at the time in the 70s was looked like what a can-am car was so it's a two-seater side-by-side racing car like a prototype race car helmet marco in the group seven track record thanks that, wikipedia that's a good bit of trivia yeah i didn't realize that man oh man but uh i was like i was like hold on a second what's this dude doing here I, it's sometimes easy to forget marco used to be a driver yeah i do forget that sometimes Dude, the dude's hard as fucking nails, though, dude. Lost his eye to a stone through his visor, and he's back at it right after that. Yeah. What a mad lad. Mad lad. But, uh, so the last couple of years, uh, Imla came back onto the calendar a little bit by accident, really. Um, it, so in 2006 was the last Grand Prix there. Then they switched just having it at the Italian Grand Prix only in Monza. Sometimes they'd have both. But it was originally intended as a placeholder for a bunch of canceled races in 2020, uh, because of COVID. And they're like, right, all these races have bailed. Imola, you guys want to fuck around? And they're like, oh, hell yeah. Um, but yeah, we've had Grand Prix there since 2020. Lewis won uh, the 2021 and Verstappen's won 21 and 22. I forgot that we had a sprint last year because that's how little the sprints have an impact on anything. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you know who else forgot? Me, because me and you... A couple of hours ago, we were in the WhatsApp group saying, did they have a sprint there? I don't remember there being a sprint. So, yeah, yeah. We, we are fraudulent to the max. But, like, honestly, so 2020 COVID times was not fun to be working in Formula 1. Um, it was kind of shit for the people at the track and the factory. A lot of people were at home. Uh, I did not. You were the same. Like, I was in the factory because I had to operate the simulator and do all the test plans. I couldn't do that from home. Um, so, 2020. Let's just do a quick roundup of the last couple of years. And I think I think the races there have been pretty exciting. Uh, 2020, Bottas, Paul, Hamilton win, Verstappen, DNF. Max had a huge puncture and walked out of that race in the gravel trap. Uh, debris, what oh, it was. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. Classic debris. So it's a good thing that they're uh, updating those tires for Silverstone, but hopefully we don't need upgraded tires this weekend. Russell Bendit under the safety car in the Williams. Oh, yeah. And uh, I keep forgetting all this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. And then uh, Kivia and the Alpha Tauri takes it to the front. I think he finished fourth. I was like, go on, lad. Yeah. Go on, lad. 2021, heavy rainfall on the grid. Every starts on intermediates. Schumacher bends it. Latifi bends it. Uh, he cuts off Mazepin, ends up in the wall. When pitting from inters to dries around mid race, everything goes off. Um, Hamilton bends it into the wall, nose first. He backs it out and gets it done. Uh, Russell overtakes Bottas, and he touches a little bit of a wet patch. They have a huge shunt, which causes a red flag. And that track is so tricky when you've got the drying line forming, um, especially during the race, because that does make it tricky to overtake. But the likelihood and probability for, uh, for mistakes is huge. The number of spins and, and bends that we saw on those mixed conditions it's like um, it's a better version of what happened in Singapore last year. Remember on the inters and there was one line yeah. forming and you had to stay on that line. And then when you went on slicks, it was so dangerous. It's like that. Sign me yeah. up. And that was the birth of George terrorism tour, Russell. <laughs> I love it. Stepped out of the car, basically uh, gave a very stern talking to to Bottas. He slapped him with his glove in the helmet. Coming but... for your seat next year, you fucking brick. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Ericsson hit him. Uh, but last year, 2022, was sprint weekend. I forgot about the sprint entirely because, let's be honest, sprints aren't real. I, I was on the sprint hype train, but I'm over it, honestly. Um, the race was another interstart, and this weekend looks like it could be wet as well. Verstappen Perez front row. Ricardo assassinates signs in the Ferrari. Uh, Alonso retires early. Leclerc takes a sausage curb and uh, ends up in trouble. Norris on the podium. Norris was also on the podium in 2021. He was. Oh, yeah. So he was. Yeah. 
So Verstappen's won 21 and 22. Yeah. Norris has been third in both those years, and Hamilton was P2, and then Perez was P2. So, yeah. Yeah, and who would have thought last year? Because McLaren didn't look too hot last year either, did they? No, no, no. But like that was beginning of the season where we were like race four or something. Yeah, I mean, but, uh, sorry, McLaren fans, I don't think there's any danger of it happening again this year. But hey, who knows? Stranger things. Who have knows? Happened. Stranger things. Yeah, maybe that maybe that upgrade is going to work out. But uh, let's talk about this weekend, Dan, and let's start with uh, from memory, recite no, the full I'm name not, of I'm, the Grand Prix. I'm not fucking... I can't do it from memory because it's in front of me so I can actually see it. All right, do it. Pretend it's from memory. Let me just take a deep breath for this one. Formula One, Qatar Airways, Grand Premo del Made in Italy, the A della Emilia Romagna 2023. It's just like, it's got that thing. It's got that thing. Like when I hear that, I'm just fucking excited, man. I'm, I'm ready for Ferrari to win this race. That's what that tells me. Yeah. Someone, <laughs> someone in the chat says I'm Italian and I'm going to judge your pronunciation. Look, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm shit at names. I'm shit at languages. I can barely speak English. Right. What are you good at? Ugh, uh, moaning, being old, being yeah. a dad. My, my back hurts. My yeah, back hurts. I'm, I'm just here for dad life. That's me. <laughs> I love it, man. That, you know what? That's a noble cause. Thank it's a you. good one. Thank you. I've fulfilled my purpose in life. Now I'm just waiting to die. <laughs> I saw your picture. <laughs> I saw your photo on a Twitter with uh, you were out with the, the the little man out for drinks, and he was on the red wine or the grape juice and the juicy bottle. So you had to designate a driver on the yeah. weekend. Yeah, he's Look. he's a uh, mate. He's full full Stevenage. That boy, <laughs> mad lad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so here's something we haven't heard about since February before the season even started. Apparently they've Pirelli. I was going to say Ferrari, but like to me, they're the same. Uh, they were going to bring a new wet weather tire to Imola, but we've not, I, I Googled this. I Googled the shit out of this and it's been dead quiet since February. Mm. And there's a lot of criticism last year because we were not running the tires in the wet anywhere because a, they produce too much spray, which is the whole point of a wet weather tire is to get the water off of the track so the tires can grip the ground. You've got to put the water somewhere. It goes in the air. Yeah, perfect. That's what perfect. happens. Perfect. for visibility. Oh, God, I'm just threw up in my own mouth. That's how fucking sick <laughs> of the wet tires I am. Uh, perfect for visibility. Um, visibility. Who would have thought that when you put massive giant wheels on and ground effect aero that you may just fucking kick up, kick up a load of fucking spray? Who would have thought? Yeah. So I, I don't, I don't know. I think they just need to figure out when they can run it. If there's huge water, um, that's a track issue. And they need to sort rivers like that. If they can, sometimes they can't. Um, other than that, the drivers have to take margin in the spray. That's it. Yeah. Like, like we should have wet tires at work, but we've also, so we've had a sprint weekend. They made some changes to that, but this weekend, Dan, this weekend, which like, you, you, which you've pointed out, which I completely lost track of just like the fact that we're supposed to have new tires this weekend. We're trying a new qualifying format this weekend. Yeah, boy. So let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. I think I mentioned this. Uh, was it with Tomo when we were talking about how to improve the sprint qualifying? Because they did in Baku, the sprint qualifying was mandatory, medium, medium, soft. Yeah. Well, I also totally forgot they were bringing this in because now it is mandatory Q1 hard tyres for everyone. If you get through to Q2, congratulations, it's mandatory mediums. Mediums, sorry. Mediums. And uh, congratulations if you... Make it into the top 10. You're now mandatory running soft tires. Um, but I love that. The 18, 15, 12 minute segments of qualifying remain unchanged. Uh, but here's here's a fun one. You know how we're all sick and tired of one one stop races? Mm-hmm. Well, they might inadvertently be here to stay because uh, they're reducing the amount of tires available to the teams this weekend as well from 13 For- sets to 11. For this set style, but like that's, I think that doesn't bother me so much because let's say a lot of teams, like your slower teams, they'll run two softs in Q1. Um, if you get in, you'll run two softs in Q2. 
faster teams will run a, a new soft in Q1, maybe a new soft in Q2, and then throw two sets on for Q3. So I'm not sure if that's going to have a... I, I, I don't know. But I think the bigger thing which we've talked about, we haven't really talked about, is they, they specify mandatory race tire. And I don't think there's anything against them specifying the soft as a mandatory race tire. But you would still do a soft hard one stop. Yeah. In any of those races pass, so that doesn't change anything. No, no. Uh, and the way it's working out for this, uh, I think because in the past you can teams are allowed to sort of mess around with their distribution of tires and what they get. Um, but I think for this one, they're forcing everyone to take three sets of hard, four sets of medium, and four softs. I think the the tires. You've you've been the the specification or the the allocation has been fixed. I think for this season, I I don't remember when they introduced that. So that's the simpler. Oh, so they okay, yeah. So now they still have, that was one of those things. I was like, wait, when did that happen? I had to figure that out the hard way. But yeah, so you've got a fixed allocation. Everybody has the same sets. Um, and yeah, wets and enters don't change in terms of the quantity. But this could all be a, a moot point because if qualifying is wet, well. Yeah. Now here's a here's as, a question. As of recording, and it's what Monday night. It said fifty fifty on my weather app that it was going to rain. Toss the coin, ladies and gentlemen. Um, what do you do? You have to do. You only get one set of hard, medium, and soft in Q one, two, and three. Or I do you don't, just have... don't know. I didn't say. Hmm. Didn't say. Well, we'll see. Well, I'm sure as we get closer to the weekend, more people will be asking the questions because. The best we've got is press releases from everybody else. So, yeah. But hey, guess what else hey. is happening this weekend? Uh, the terrorism tour continues. Mm, possibly. Okay. Mercedes fans rejoice. It is time. Finally, Toto Wolf and the team have seen the error of their ways, and they are bringing a tracing paper copied version of the RB side pods to the Mercedes. Yes, it is the big Mercedes upgrade. Apparently, they'll bring in new suspension, new bodywork, and some other bits and pieces. And right, so not all of it will be visible externally, according to. Toto. So they've got uh, push rod rear suspension, three thousand percent anti dive on the front, uh, three thousand percent anti lift on the rear, five hundred percent pro squat on the rear as well. Yep, that's. I, that, I, th I heard on YouTube that's what Red Bull are doing. That's why they're good. Yeah, the official engineering chat there. So here's the thing, right? Go on. If these upgrades arrive and they do the business and Mercedes do really well, right? The internet is going to basically set fire to them and say, well, why didn't you bring this 18 months ago? Right? Cynical man. But You're not wrong. If they bring these upgrades and they're shit, the internet will set fire to them and say, why are these upgrades so shit? Basically, I think Mercedes are doomed either way here. The duality of F1 Twitter. Yeah. Let's, let's be honest, both sides of that coin, F1 Twitter is dog shit. But uh, let's, let's, when's the last time, <laughs> I mean, when, yes. in, since, since the introduction of the hybrid V6s, when is the last time we saw any team bring an upgrade that was so clear it was an upgrade, it was, you know, they made a huge pecking order change over a single weekend? I don't recall any. Uh, no, I'm trying to think and I can't. But if I don't you recall know, if any. you're listening and, you're, and you know, bang it in the YouTube comments and we'll have a look. Exactly. Or add us on Twitter be like, this is the time that they found the golden bullet. But uh, yeah, Snakes is going to have a look. But I, th this era of Formula One, if they were going to find it, they would have already found it. And this is about incremental gains over a long period of time, trying new stuff on the car, seeing how it works, going back to the tools, iterate, repeat, repeat. But um, finding half a second on a single upgrade, nah. We, 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 I mean, somehow Aston Martin have done it with a brand new car over the winter, which blows my mind, but yeah, that's it. Yeah, I don't, uh, you know, I don't, like you say, this isn't, this isn't magically going to make them quicker than Red Bull, but... Maybe it will make them more consistently fighting for podiums. Who knows? Um, Ferrari <laughs> at the moment don't seem to understand their upgrade, bless them. And mm. the Aston hype train can only last for so long. I think the Aston hype train's got a little bit of um, they got a bit of fuel in that locomotive. Yeah, you think they've you think they've got the 
capabilities. Christ, I can't even fucking talk today. <laughs> you think they got the facilities and the capabilities? And the <laughs> they got the facilities, big man. <laughs> I don't think they got the facilities, big man. <laughs> I think, but like, but like at the same time, like even if they just hold on to that, second, third, and the constructors shouldn't be unthinkable. Whether or not it happens or not, it's fucking Formula 1, man. We're on race five. Mm. It is close at the moment, isn't it, in terms of the constructors' points between Merck and Aston. I think there's only, like, what, five points in it or yeah. something. Yeah, exactly. So, so let's see. Yeah, we'll see. So all eyes on the Mercedes for their upgrade. Uh, they also, Total Wolf also said, I picked this up as well, he said that this is such a large upgrade, they're not even going to bother testing it back to back. They're just going to bang it on both cars. The, the problem with that, probably means and here's how i interpret that like you said the, the upgrade is so big which is it's so many changes to the car there if it's say it's new bodywork, you could have it so that you actually have to strip fairings off of the bare chassis or survival cell in order to bolt on the new stuff so it's impossible to, to back to back that and if they had to do it they it sounds like they believe strongly enough that it's an upgrade but then don't want to back to back it. And they want both Lewis and George to have those components starting the weekend and work from there. That's a, that's they've hedged bets on that. And it's a yep. strong move. Yep. Let's hope they keep it clean. Cause if they're bringing out grace to both cars, I'd imagine their spares department is looking quite bare. Mm. Yeah, exactly. If you, if you've got a big philosophical, philosophical change, you're yeah. not going to have 20, you're not going to have five sets of that thing. Yeah. Are you? Yeah, so cost cap. They're spinning. They're spinning some tokens right now, man. And I and I hope I hope they do find a reasonable chunk because then we can see them even closer more often. I just don't see anybody catching Red Bull this season. And no, it's just no, no. I think the gains they have made uh, this early in the season is going to carry them all the way through to the end, even when this um, what do you want to call yeah. it? ATR restriction. Yes, hits them. thank you. Yeah, when they kick in, if other teams catch up, I just don't think it'll be enough. Yeah, exactly. But and that is the problem with the cost cap. Once a team is dominant, it's very difficult for any other team to spend to catch up. Yeah, and I, I feel like the, the ATR, you know, the so if you're not familiar with it, the, the further up you finish in the Constructors' Championship, the less aero development time that you get. So ATR is aero test restriction. Uh, Red Bull have 60%. Or is it seventy percent? And then they've got a penalty of ten percent on top of that. So yes, you know the, the baseline, and then the really little slow teams will get like one hundred and twenty or one hundred and forty percent of baseline. Yep. But um, it, that's the kind of thing. Like after that is judged at the end of the season, that adjusts your sal- your budget for the next year in terms of development time. You're not going to see it till the end of the season when people have already burned all their tokens, and um. Let's see, Red Bull, have, Red Bull have pulled one out. Aston Martin have pulled a strong one. And Ferrari, they've got good one-lap pace, but their race pace is horrible. And we could talk about that another time. But uh, why, yeah. don't we, why don't we vibe out and give our predictions for the race weekend? We've got qualifying and podium. So we do top five in qualifying. Dan, yep. speak. Right, I mean, I'll, I'll type them out as you go. I'll type them as you go. I'm going to do this. Okay, you type it as I go. Yeah. Completely off the top of my head because I didn't, I didn't pre-prepare these. Uh, no, but so, the vibes are better. The vibes are more potent this way. Uh, I think Charles is going to, um, the quality merchant is going to do it again. Um, I think Verstappen, classic circuit. Okay. Uh, I think, I think, you know, I think the Mercedes upgrades might make them cook. Let's stick Hamilton P3. Uh, let's put signs in for I don't give a shit. Sue me. And who am I missing? <laughs> Leclerc, Verstappen, Hamilton, signs, uh, Perez. Okay. Perez only P5. So you, uh, based on that, so there's a little bit of, you, you sprinkle a bit of hopium on that, that the, uh, yep. that the upgrade's going to work and get them in the mix. I could, I could see realistically in terms of single lap pace, uh, the, the Claire, um, but yeah, and we'll pick these apart next week, right? Uh, apparently, Aston have upgrades as well, but uh, I'm going this team as well because it's the first European. Yeah, um, no, track, that's fair. Isn't it? So yeah, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna leave Aston out this weekend, but I, I think I will regret that honestly. But I'm going Verstappen, Perez, Leclerc. No, I've got Alonso there, P4, and Hamilton. Sure. So that's that's mine. Uh, 
I don't have signs in mine and you don't have Alonzo in yours, but otherwise fairly similar. We're, we're on the same page. Uh, podium, top three. Um, well, I can see your podium predictions and it's so fucking predictable. You, you've basically gone for the Magnolia wall, wall color choice of predictions, right? It's a safe bet. Everyone loves it. So here we go. It's down to me, ladies and gentlemen, to fucking put it go on, right Ryan. out there. Um, can we get some Vuvuzela horn real quick? Uh, I don't have that. I got... Okay, that's and fine. I got... Yeah, that one. That one, sorry. That's the one yeah. I wanted. Uh, so Alonzo's going to win. Ooh, let's go. Nice. Uh, and then uh, it's going to be Verstappen. Okay. Uh, and then let's shit howls. Uh, put Norris on there. No fucking way. Another, three years in a yeah, row. Three years in a the row. The holy P3. trifecta. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Why don't you um why don't you introduce our next segment? Uh you know, before you do that though, I think so you you've got basically maybe Alonzo having a shit quality, maybe it's wet and he uh doesn't get it together, and then he storms through the fucking field and maybe gets a lucky safety car and comes out and absolutely shit houses a dub. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I honestly you, you you believe in it, yeah? No, I I would I would just be fucking excited. I would be full hype for that. If that happened, that would be could be a all time classic, maybe. Yeah. Imola, why not? Classic track. <laughs> classic race. Classic driver. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, uh, anyway, is it time for what well, I think it's time for? Oh yes. <laughs> Random fandom. Oh, boom. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. Because uh, I totally forgot to, to uh, load my random picker, would you like to just quickly explain what this is while I do that? Yeah, so basically we got accused of being way too Red Bull biased. So every weekend we're going to spend a little bit more time focusing on a random team every week, and we're going to give you a little report card on them and tell you how they did. We will pay extra attention while we're consuming the weekend's content and uh, make notes about their performances, the highs, the lows, and offer encouraging words. Uh, how's that? Sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, that was good enough for me. <laughs> uh, Barry, Barry's going to pick a team too this weekend. No, he's not. Uh, I've only got seven teams. That's not right. Nope. I don't. We don't include Red Bull or Alpha Tauri because obviously that parts that's part of our Red Bull bias. No, I think we leave Alpha Tauri in there. That's fine. Oh, you want it? Okay, all right. We'll add yeah. Alpha Tauri in there then. Alpha Tauri. I swear I'm missing a team. Alpha Romeo, Haas, Aston Martin, Ferrari, Williams, McLaren, Mercedes, Alpine. Alpine. Fuck's sake! Sorry, Alpine. Sorry, Alpine. Sorry, Otmar. <sighs> right. Who wants to go first? You, me, or you? Uh, spin it for me, baby. Spin it. I'm spinning it for you, babe. You have got yourself. Oh, it's just clicked over to Aston Martin. Okay. I, f I fuck with it. Yeah. I, I'm a little bit biased because I used to work there as well when they were Force yeah, India. Yeah, but I was say when it was Force India. Uh, spinning it up, baby. Who do I get? Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Emilia Romagna. Yeah, that's beautiful. Oh, beautiful baby. Sweet. Oh my god, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to that. So, I think that's the end of the normal stuff. But remind everybody again: you're going to be streaming all week on Twitch. You're going to be raising money for Samaritans uh, mental health charity, which you've already done bits for and raised loads for them. Um, yep. Get involved. Engine mode eleven on Twitch. If you're not following us everywhere as well, get involved. Uh, I'm taking a break on streaming. Uh, I'll be live Friday. I'll be live Saturday and Sunday this week. But uh, your race is next weekend, the 24 hours of Le Mans. Yes, the 27. You guys, yeah, you guys will be getting some practice in. Are you guys will be doing some race sims with your drivers. Probably, yeah. And again, I'll stream that all on Engine Mode 11 on Twitch. And if you get bored of Monaco, which let's be honest, you probably will. It's a 24-hour race, so we're there all weekend from Saturday to Sunday. 
Fuck yeah, let's go. Well, uh, everybody, I um, I supported my local butcher last week, and I did some pork ribs on the Traeger. Excellent. Uh, we're looking at you, Traeger. <laughs> I love that thing, man. Dude, honestly, I've used it for literally everything. Sausages twice in one day, um, lunch and dinner. It's the weather's the weather's turning around for the better. Um, we will have, yeah, uh, so I'll be live this weekend for Imola. I'll be live Saturday and Sunday, an hour before qualifying, an hour before the race here on twitch.tv front slash break. Um, yeah, so we'll see what's up. But uh, yeah, make, yeah. Make the most of this rest because we got a triple header. So. Yeah, the triple headers suck, man. I'm over it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll just skip Monaco entirely and just come uh, support you with some strategy or something. Oh, uh, yeah, please. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I'm over triple headers. The strategies don't crash. Yeah, fit fuel in times when you need to and happy days. Yep. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, be sure to support your local butchers. Uh, we appreciate them. Um, don't don't buy Tesco meat. No, get yourself some top quality, solid meat. Um, go tell your nan that you love her if she's still with us. Uh, tell your mum that you love her. Uh, happy Happy Mother's Day, belated by the way, yeah. other day. Um, check Moms, in, you guys rule. Check in on your mates, and if they say they're all right, double check. Um, yep. And just be just be nice to each other. Yeah, I'm 35 years old. Like some of the, how you lot have some other fucking energy to argue with each other on the internet over the most pointless fucking things. You, you know what? I will say, I, I will add to that. And I will echo that. I did not mess with Twitter this week or last week. Sorry, I was in the best headspace I had been in for a while. Some people just want to watch the world burn. They have nothing better to do to spread hate and positivity in the effort of uh, trying to look virtuous. Fuck them. Yeah, just stop being so fucking negative, man. Just chill out. Enjoy it. Also, fuck triple headers. <laughs> yeah, fuck triple headers. <laughs> All right. Peace out, dorks. Fuck off.